Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast here for another episode of Scooby Snacks and Chats. It is me, the Brazilian dragon himself, Felipe, and I'm not alone. Today, we're going to be talking about Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, a.k.a. Scooby-Doo and the Hetz Girls, number one. So we had to bring in special guests, and we'll get to her in a second. But first, here's my regular co-host, Kate. Kate Evans, how are you doing today? Hello, Felipe. I am I am doing today. You're doing? Okay. I'm just doing. I'm making it through the day today. It's one of those days? You know what? It's going to be one of those weeks. I'm just... Yeah. Um, getting through it yes well i think having our special guest here will help you get through it because she is the love of your life as you have told me many times it is aaron aaron callahan how are you doing today aaron everyone i thought kate said that she was doomed today um i mean kate is doomed so (laughs) honestly maybe i am doomed i mean there's a snowstorm coming so we're all pretty doomed uh, I, be- I'm really excited for this snowstorm because I don't have to go to work. Yay, that's exciting. <laughs> so. Yeah, the snowstorm is craziness. And let's just see how my mental health is doing after the pandemic and the snowstorm this week. But we'll get through but At it. least it'll be pretty outside. Yes, it will be pretty. And worst happens, I can always just listen to some of this banger soundtrack that we got to talk, we'll get to talk about later. Also, not to skip ahead, but that New England depiction in the first few minutes, that was pretty spot on, and I I loved it. But Aaron, first tell us a little bit about who you are and what your background is with Scooby-Doo as a franchise, and oh, the kitty jumped. Aaron oh yeah, she's cat. climbing. Um, my cat is climbing her cat tree is what's happening. But um, so my name is Aaron. I went to school with Kate and Felipe, and we got to know each other better in Los Angeles, as they have mentioned. Um, and I have been watching Scooby-Doo since I was younger, um, like literally every version of Scooby-Doo. Uh, and I love ghosts. So yeah, so, <laughs> thank you. No, that's just like me. Um, I, I grew up watching Scooby-Doo and it's exciting to have Kate along because she's not as familiar with the Scooby-Doo. Kate, what are you dancing about? <laughs> I just got TikTok songs in my head. Are you eating Cheez-Its? Of yes. course she is. Kate, classic Kate. But I'm eating the knockoff Cheez-Its. I have seen Kate on multiple occasions have a breakfast of hot Cheetos and Coca-Cola. Yes. <laughs> like, not just once, like, many times. Kate may have claimed that she lived in my apartment in Los Angeles, but she actually was roommates with Aaron, so Aaron got to witness everything. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Kate and I were roommates, and now we're best friends. Yes. So you didn't know each other before Los Angeles or 
you did. We but. had a class together, um, which was kind of a nightmare. And then we decided to become roommates. And then we got to know each other significantly better from that, from yeah. you know, sharing a bedroom. So that, n- not to that extent, <laughs> but I feel like that's how ever. we got to know each other better in Los Angeles as well, Aaron, because we had a few classes together. Whereas me and Kate, we just met in Los Angeles and we bonded over our dislike of a certain oh, yeah, class. Prod one. Oh, <laughs> we, to we bonded over that, but me and Kate bonded over our dislike of a certain LA class that oh, you had the yeah. lovely experience of helping out with teaching assistant. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but she survived. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're going to talk about Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which came out in October of 1999, specifically the 5th of October. Um, and it was a direct-to-DVD, direct-to-video. DVDs did not exist at the time, or did they? And I'm just so young that what I didn't know. 1999. They existed, but they probably they weren't existed. as popular. But yeah, so it takes place in Oak Haven, Massachusetts. Um, and we'll talk about all of that today. So Aaron, had you seen this movie before or no? Yes, I have. Yes. I feel like I've this is like one of the ones that I watched over and over. Because of the Hex Girls? Yeah, because of the Hex Girls and probably just because it was one of those Scooby DVDs that we have. So yeah, uh, I've seen this one. I definitely saw this one, the Hex Girls I remembered. I don't remember much else. I think I saw it when I was really little. And then I saw it again a few years ago when me and my friend were watching a few Scooby-Doo's. We watched Zombie Island on her birthday. um, And then we watched this one a few days after. And it was just the sophomore year Halloween Town. Not Halloween Town. Halloween era things that we were doing. Uh, Kate, you had never seen this movie, had you? Um, that's a hard thing to answer if I'd never seen it. I probably have seen it. Um, I'm just way more familiar with the series and the movies, but I probably saw it. I mean, I'm very familiar with the Hex Girls. I've seen their two songs multiple times, so I probably saw that from the movie. Yes, and Kate, which one I of the Hex Girls is your favorite? All of them? Born. Thorn. Okay, Erin, do you have a favorite hex girl? Okay, I don't know if I have a favorite hex girl, but I did write down that Kate is absolutely a hex girl, and if she were to be a hex girl, she would be um, what was it? Dawn, the drummer. Yeah, okay. I 100% got the same vibes. She's not Kate's color scheme because Kate is black and red, but she has more Kate energy. Yeah, she definitely has Kate energy, and I I called that out too in my notes that... um, Kate, not only would she want to marry all three Hex girls, but she would 100% most relate to that one. I, I got Kate energy from her. Um, but yes, yeah, so, oh, go ahead, Kate. I went with color scheme, so yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's why I picked Thorn. I literally dress like her, but if we're going off of energy, I'm with you. Kate, were you ever in a band? I feel like for someone who I loves music. Be. Yeah. I'm so not musically talented in any way whatsoever and all of my siblings have some type of musical talent my sister here does she does like piano and she started ukulele she can do a bunch of things my sister in texas did like the bass like the upright bass i believe my brother did the drums i think my dad also did the drums like my whole family can do some type of musical something and i am just cannot do any of it you just do the air drums I can do air drums. I'm a great air drummer. I uh, and hey, we need some air drummers in our lives. Um, Aaron, do. do you play any instruments? 
I do not. I did play the clarinet uh, up until sixth grade, but I retired from that career. Yeah. So just yeah. currently a non-musical person. I played piano from second grade to fifth grade and my piano teacher was a monster. Um, she was just evil. So that's when I quit because I could not deal with it anymore. And then I played viola from fourth grade until eighth grade. And then I was like, not doing this anymore. I was not good. I was always in the back. So, um, and then I know a little bit, like I know a few chords of guitar, but I'm not no way talented, but I feel like music is something that I always wanted to pick back up because it's so cool, but I just feel intimidated by all the people who have done it for their whole lives. And I could, I, I would be that person who only knows Wonderwall. Um, but let's get into some of this plot. So uh, Scooby and the gang, we start off, they're pretending to be uh, museum installments uh, to catch the creepy knights and a mystery man, Ben trips the knights at the end, revealing that they were two employees who were cut from their funding and my biggest question here was did they ruin the artifacts that were there like scooby threw a pelt at the knights and they cut it in half like these better not have been fancy things that they were cutting up they should have i hope they got fake things for their costume dress up thing what do you think they always ruin everything that they touch and they leave a ton of destruction they really do there's not a lot of logic here and also where would they get the budget to buy costumes for this they really did not have a budget did they um no i had so many questions and last week we talked a lot about how do they get paid what's their insurance policies at and i had all those same questions this week um during this section of the movie especially uh so that will never be answered. But we also get uh, our theme song, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And do you know who sings this version of the theme song? No. No. Kate, do you no. know? No. Billy Ray Cyrus sang this version of the theme what? song. What? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wait, I have to go back and listen to it now. Yeah, I read that afterwards. And I was like, what? No way. Because this is the time that they're getting some good artists. We talked last week that they had Third Eye Blind and Skycycle involved. And then... This week they pulled Billy Ray. Um, maybe in if they ever do a sequel to this movie, they'll get Miley to do it. Um, so, just some good music. And again, this is a classic Scooby Doo song, so we love to see it. Uh, I'm trying we, to save on budget. I'll do it for free. You'll do it, but I thought you just established you have no music skills. So that's why I do it for free. <laughs> do you think the children are ready for your voice, your dulcet tones? Nobody's ready for it. Nobody will be ready for it. She's a revolutionary. She really is. And speaking of revolutionary, speaking of revolutionary, we're in New England for this. The rest of the movie. Ben invites him. He's like, "I know who you are. You're Velma. You're Daphne. You're Fred. You're Scooby and Shaggy. You're the mystery kids. So you are. You can come with me, and we can go to this Oak Haven festival." Um, big red flags off the start to me i was gonna say that was a big red flag we should have caught on to that immediately why did he know all of their names it was weird also the fact that velma's obsessed with him doesn't make sense because velma is absolutely a lesbian (laughs) can we get your commentary on this as our expert on velma and daphne i'm with aaron then she's absolutely lesbian why is she obsessed with this middle-aged man also he's supposed to be like stephen king like I yeah. think so. Is but, Stephen King. Did Stephen King ever have the the ponytail? 
I don't know. I'm afraid to look it up. Yeah. Um, well, see, in my opinion, this is just a major downgrade because last week we saw her leaving, going to have romantic times with Bo, the gardener, um, and she dropped his ass for this man? I had so many questions. Um, but I think Aaron Aaron nailed it with Velma. Uh, and we'll see later, uh, before I forget, that when Ben was researching them all, he read them in the newspaper talking about the moat monster. And if Kate remembers, that was the little moat monster started the last movie catching the moat monster so i thought that was a nice little tie-in to the last movie that we're finally having some continuity in these movies in structure uh, after the struggle of the bus that we were on but we go to oak haven massachusetts there's this nice scenic drive in new england with it felt very new england with the leaves um my biggest question here was velma really ditched her friends to go ride in a car with this creepy man i don't know yeah. about yeah I don't know, like, I want to stay in the Ministry of Island. Kind of sounds more fun, but I guess, like, maybe she needed some fresh air or something. That's fair, but I'd rather road trip with my friends and, like, have fun than the stranger. Especially, what if you don't have anything to talk about besides his books? That would be so boring. Also, he was just, like, not interested in talking to her the entire time. So, like, why did he let her in his car? Wait, now, okay, I'm not asking that question. I understand why he did, but... yeah. Kate, um, I feel like I don't think that her friends appreciate her that much, and I think that's where it is. She solves every mystery every time. Okay, hundreds of mysteries, hundreds. Fair, but Velma was the reason that they got in this mess this time, and she still solved it. Sort of. We'll get to this, but and she solved Velma's not getting my problems. MVP this week. Even um, <laughs> Kate I'll is. Leave. <laughs> you'll leave okay Allie. no she's not getting my mvp this week um so aaron you're from the boston area right originally i'm not i'm you're from not? new york oh my god what a- i feel like you Buffalo. give very new england vibes for whatever reason i think just because i live here now <laughs> yeah that's fair um but what did you think of all the new england setup that they had um i thought it looked exactly like salem massachusetts at yeah Halloween. yeah so this is a and very also, go ahead oh the mayor's accent sounds exactly like he's trying to be a kennedy because he's a politician in, in new england i noticed that too i thought it was a great little detail um i noticed a lot of the accents because i don't know what ben's accent was supposed to be but um because he was very british sounding at least but uh, Americanized British, but he also like was from the area, so I don't know if he spent all his time in the UK. I was very unclear with his backstory besides like what he wanted us to know. Um, Kate, have you ever been to Salem? As she puts a mouthful of Cheez-Its in her mouth. <laughs> Actually, that was just water. Oh. Um, uh, did you go to Salem with uh, Aaron or no? No. no, I went to Salem one time with my friends Emerson Kyle, and I also went with Ollie. Ollie, we had dumplings. Nice, and Ollie's coming on our podcast, right? Or is it a different Ollie? I hope so. The isn't I isn't Ollie your Scooby Doo expert? Who said? <laughs> That's Allie. Allie, oh my god. Well, my that mom wasn't... does it too. When I say Ali, she goes, "Oh, your roommate?" I said, "No." Then I'll say Ali, and they'll be like, "Oh, your friend you work with?" I say, "No." 
<laughs> it's all good. We'll figure it. We'll we'll have everyone on the podcast if we want. Um, so we keep going here, and they learn about the fall festival, and they drive through New England, and Oak Haven is very heavily populated at this time, and they were very confused because Ben was like, "This is a quaint little town." So they learn about the fall concert and obviously in my head i'm like they're all here for the heads girls that's the reason why it filled up right yeah but uh, apparently mr mcknight is selling shirts with the witch's ghost on them and they learn about the ghost of oakhaven aka sarah ravencroft uh who is ben's ancestor and they then head to the puritan village and there's like tons of people in pilgrim wear and they learn about the salem witch trials uh, so this was very obviously heavily influenced. Uh, are either of you super well-versed in the Salem witch trials of it all? Did you ever no. get really fascinated? Um, I feel like I've like read things. Yeah. I remember in middle like, I school, I remember in middle school, I read a book. I forget what it's called. I'm going to see if I can Google it. I want to say it's like sacrificed. Also, I've trials. seen Hocus Pocus. So I consider myself somewhat of an expert. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to educate our listeners uh, about um, it? Yeah. So there were a bunch of people that were doing things and the Puritans didn't like it. So then they were like, you're a witch. And they were like, no, I'm not a witch. I'm just doing this thing that I think is cool. And they were like, okay, no, you have to die um, because we're pretty sure that you're a witch. So yeah. That's what it was. I found it. It's called The Sacrifice by Kathleen Benner Dubel. Um, and it was like from the perspective of like this girl and her sister who get taken into jail because they're thought of being witches. And it was interesting. I remember that was like a repressed memory while watching this movie that popped out because I remember reading that in middle school uh, for one of those uh, scholastic uh when they made you read like they had a list of 25 books that were like nominated and then i don't know if they did this in connecticut or new york but in massachusetts it was like something that they made you read five books from the collection each year um i don't think i ever did that it's well that's where i learned this book so that's when it came in useful uh kate did you have that in new york or no not new york connecticut aaron's in new york Nope. Okay. Um, but Kate loves witchy shit. So uh, seeing them all there, that was exciting for her, I'm assuming. Uh, so Scooby and Shaggy, they find a shoe buckle um, there. And then they're like, we're hungry. And so they go to the Oak Haven restaurant. And Ben says, oh, it's on me. And Daphne's like, that might have been a mistake for you to say that. And they clean Jack's restaurant out. Uh, what did you think of this scene? Classic. Classic. I, I thought it was weird I that they were it. they were Classic like. I don't know about you, but I would not be watching people eat their food, especially if they were creeping me out with how much they were eating. That was too much for me. Um, it was like, a like it's not just man. people; it's like a man and his dog. Right. Like. I think the whole thing that we have to set aside to watch Scooby-Doo is uh, the way that dogs work. Scooby also doesn't realize that he's a dog because I didn't realize this continued from the last movie, but he's like, dog? Where? Uh, and then he finds human girls attractive. Yikes. Yeah. I have a what lot of that one. 
okay but this has been a thing in society like animated dogs hitting on human girls like i think right. obviously family guy uh and then i feel like that's a thing in other animated features that dogs and humans interact in well, um in futurama kip who who is an alien though is not a dog is an alien is dating amy Okay. Speaking of Futurama, did you see that? I don't know how much research you did in the movie, but Billy West from the last movie did not come back to voice Shaggy this movie because he was too busy working on Futurama. Kate is like... (laughs) Kate's Googling. Aaron, what's your favorite kind of New England meal while we're here? Um, I don't know because I like don't eat seafood. Yeah. But I like I like like corn chowder, and I don't know if that counts as a New England thing because it's not it's, clam chowder. It's I think it's New England because I feel like New England people invited the chowder, um, invented it. Yeah, I eat like I eat the Trader Joe's poblano pepper corn chowder. Like that's a good investment. That is a good investment. Um, I feel like New England doesn't really have like specific food. I feel like apple picking is common in New England. So the apple pies. Oh yeah. I went apple picking for the first time this year, even though I'm like from New York, which is like known for apples. Yeah. Did you um, have fun? I went, yeah. I went like three times. Oh my God. That was... I made so many pies. I feel like apple picking for me, like it's fun for like 15 minutes. And then if you're not a baker, then you're just picking apples and you're just like, gallivanting but i don't i need to learn how to bake so i can appreciate apple picking um did you wear your flannel i did i I don't own a flannel but i stole my boyfriend's and wore that for one of them so yes i did wear a flannel okay now that you've googled oh of course that's like when i think of apple picking i think of flannel okay why did nobody remind me that he was that he was Fry in the last episode? You all told me he was somebody else famous. I You're like he's he voices. You told me you guys were like he's this man. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, that was Mark Hamill. That, that we're not talking about the same person. Mark Hamill no, is who not Fry. Mark Hamill. Aaron, you know who Mark Hamill is, right? No, Billy West is Fry. Yes, I know who Mark Hamill. Okay, is. Kate did not know who that was last week. Kate is from Star Wars, so I don't blame you. I don't think Kate would ever interact with a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I I don't think so either. I never realized Billy West was in the I I think Kate should know who Mark Hamill is just from his voice acting credentials alone. I mean, Lord Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai, the Joker. He's like a big voice actor too. And he's also an icon on Twitter. Um... Not as iconic as Aaron's Twitter account, uh, but up there. Uh, so they end up, le- they're still eating. Um, Kate, wait, you didn't answer the question. What's your favorite New England food? What are my options? It's not clam chowder, that's for sure. <laughs> What's a food that feels New England? Oh, are donuts New England? I like apple no. cider donuts. Apple cider donuts are good. I don't yeah. know if that's my favorite New England food, but if all we can think of is apple cider donuts or clam chowder, I'm going to go with apple cider donuts by hit, a way. Hit us in the socials. What's your favorite um, New England food? But um, for, meanwhile, Ben, Velma, Fred, and Daphne go to Ben's studio, and he gives Sarah's backstory. He tells them that she's a Wiccan, 
and she treated patients with herbs and took them under this oak tree with magical properties um and explains that she was an inspiration for him to write mystery and horror books and i feel like kate could appreciate that as a of horror course. fan um and at I this point i feel like everyone was like okay whatever he's looking for is under the oak tree because he brings up the book and that's hella sus that he's like and daphne's even like he's very obsessed with this book right I feel like that's just kind of like the New England thing, though, to be like obsessed with your ancestors that were pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, yeah like literally, like like the imperialists. So. Yeah, the Puritan way of being very obsessed, but they're not obsessed with the fact that their ancestors colonized the natives. No, they yeah. don't care about that part. <laughs> they're just concerned about the witches. <laughs> Only the witches. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the dynamic between Fred and Daphne? Because we got a little bit of that this movie, but that was a big discussion point last movie. Okay, the, I wrote a note on this about there's one part where like they're like going off together to search for clues or whatever, um, and Velma goes, "Why are you? Why do you guys always break off together? Like Velma, do you not understand? No. Like how no. is Velma so smart, but you just cannot?" Like, how do you not understand what's going on between your friends? Like, clearly they're into each other, but things are weird because they're both, like, weird characters. Yeah, they, they never defined their relationship. And we got close in this movie because Fred was like, um, I, I don't know how to say, and then they get interrupted by something. But uh, Sarah and Jess last week, they established that they, they hook up on these trips, but they never established their relationship. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's uh, like 100% what they're doing when they like break off from the rest of the group is like not looking for any clues. Especially in this movie because all they find is the Hex girls and then immediately Fred has eyes for them. Uh, which Fred had some more fuckboy tendencies in this movie like he did last movie. Um, but that's just something that they split off uh, at this point, right? No, I, I jumped ahead a little bit, but do you relate to Daphne as someone with red hair, Erin? I do. Um, I've been her for Halloween was once. Was Tim Fred or no? Or was this before Tim? I did have a Fred, but my Fred was just one of my friends who had blonde hair. Okay. Um, and we actually went to separate Halloween parties. That's, that's but, So I was just like a lone Daphne and he was a lone Fred at a different Halloween party. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, doesn't really make sense, but this was freshman year of college, so... Do we know the Fred or no? I don't know. Do you guys know Till? Till. I feel like I know that name. No, he was in Calm. I, I definitely know the name. Yeah. He was, graduated he, wait, was he in, because I think we were, were we in the same um, Calm 101 discussion group or no? We were. Felipe, we yes, were? We okay. Were. He, was he in that class? I don't think so. I think there was yeah. like one other guy. No, like two other guys in that or something. I don't know. Rachel Callahan was also in that one. You're Wait. always. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Um, shouts to people who confuse uh, Aaron and Rachel on the emails. All the time. Yeah. Um, but we. Oh, so Shaggy and Scooby clean out the restaurant and poor Jack with all his dishes that he had to do. Uh, that would have stressed me out. But they run into the Hetz girls and get spooked after they try to flirt with them. Um, and if I could lose all the weight that I immediately gain after eating like they do, 
I would I would be living my best life because they and the animators gave them like giant stomachs and then they run away from the hedge girls and all of a sudden they're good yeah I really uh didn't understand the physics or biology of that but I'm not a scientist so even as a calm student I still know that the science is off yeah something's Uh, not right there something's not up so uh Scooby and Shaggy they run away and they run into everyone after they run away from the ghost who chases them and throws firecrackers at them um so they catch up and they run into the Hetz girls who are practicing. Uh, they sing the Hetz girls song, which unequivocally a bop. Kate, as our Hetz girls. But yeah. it sounds like other songs to me. I'm like, yeah. This is a song, but I don't know what song. For sure. And between. It doesn't sound original, but it was an absolute bop. One of the best ones Scooby Doo has produced. Besides, I gotta be honest, the pop punk version of the Scooby Doo theme song is my favorite. From over the Hex Girls, I'm sorry. From last week's episode? Version. No, the pop punk version. Okay, I'll listen to like that. Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Like the classic pop punk version. The Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Or What's New Scooby Doo? What's New Scooby Doo? Okay. So the like one the that, pop punk one. That one's always in our episodes because I put that at the end. Uh, so uh, I gotta ask Did you like the Hex Girl song more or Earth, Wind, Fire, and Air? at the end they're both the hex girls songs i know but which one did you like more the oh. one of them is called just the hex girls oh 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 i thought you were saying the hex girls song or the oh. song that i was like they they're both by them okay i think the mate the like hex girls theme song i liked better yeah because i was like listening to the lyrics of the other one and i understand that they're eco goths but i just like really wasn't i don't know i wasn't feeling the the earth vibes there i agree the first one was better but i did like the second one see i think i diverged i think i i like the second one better maybe it's because i'm more familiar with the hedge girls and then i kind of forgot this one existed so then when it came up i'm like oh my god i forgot how groovy this is but it was jam they both go off and i think i want to make a scooby-doo playlist on spotify after these last few movies because we've got some bangers in there um but then the group- great oh. to do. go ahead kate I just am in support of a Scooby-Doo playlist. Yes, 100%. I'll, I'll tweet the link if I end up making it. Uh, but the group splits up. Daphne and Fred, this is where we get the Daphne and Fred of it all. Um, they follow the Hetz girls. Um, and then the Hetz girls split off because they want to do their ritual. And Thorne's like, I need to do it. But the other girls are like, nah, I'm going to bed. Um, and then so they follow Thorne. Uh, they almost define their relationship right there. But they don't because they follow Thorne into and she does this herbal remedy which we later find out was to clear her throat um which we stand uh uh herbal tea is fantastic um and then velma and ben go into the barn after watching the following the tire tracks where while scooby and shaggy follow the mayor who is acting mighty sus and he picks up the package and drops it off to this woman and then they get chased by the ghost again and the gang meets up with the mayor and that's where all this happens any thoughts from this area of the movie no honestly pretty like i understand stuff happened but for me it was pretty uneventful the one thing that i do have to add is that when they first meet the hex girls and the hex girls like meet ben goes oh you're one of us and i was like oh because they're all bisexuals and that's what (laughs) 
like not like they're witches they're all bisexuals i'm so dead i love that no oh my god i did not read that but thank you for informing us that's my take that's a hot take bisexual though what do you say i didn't get bisexual vibes from all of the hex girls go on elaborate please i only got bi vibes from thorn and then i just got straight lesbian vibes from the other two I guess that's that could be true. Maybe, Maybe it was just because it was Thorne speaking, and then she's she's the representative of the bisexual community of this small town in Massachusetts. <laughs> I forgot where I read this, but um, I saw a meme one time that was like, "The Hex Girls are just the grown-up versions of the Powerpuff Girls." And oh yes, I like that. that. Um, that's accurate. Except I feel like Bubbles was not Luna. I think Bubbles. I, I definitely got Luna vibes from Buttercup. So, but I feel like the color scheme matches Luna's more. Right, Kate, you're shaking your head. I was dancing. Oh, okay. What to what to what TikTok song? It's the Billy Joel one that just went viral. The Billy Joel one. Which Billy Joel one? I will not sing for you, and I do not know the name of it. Zanzibar. I don't know. You hadn't heard Zanzibar. I'll Google it. I love Zanzibar. I also want to go to Zanzibar, but travel is a struggle. Um, so oh, yeah. S- yeah, so also, I forgot to mention at one point, the Hex Girls perform and they throw their uh, smoke bombs at the end with the colors, and Velma definitely senses something with those. Uh, anyway, Scooby and Shaggy play their instruments, and I'm sorry, I'm with the Hex Girls. If you're touching my stuff, uh, I would be upset, but... Uh, they play the instruments and the head scroll show up, they chat, and the witch attacks, and they uncover that it was uh, Mr. McKnight, who was Thorne's dad, as well as the mayor, and the rest of the townsfolk, who were just... I didn't write this down, but I, my assumption is they were just trying to move up revenue or, like, publicity for the festival. Is that, Did I miss something? No, I think that's true. Okay. Like, honestly, I don't blame them. <laughs> Like we're living under capitalism, they're it's gonna Halloween. do what they need to do. It's also Halloween. They need to like get a profit. That's their only time to shine. Like I feel yeah. like Salem would really power to the people of what is this name of this town? Oak Haven. Oak Haven. <laughs> Which there is an Oak Haven in Arkansas. I Wikipedia searched Oak Haven, and there's a town in Arkansas, and then it's a fictional town here, and then a fictional town in New York for some other property. Interesting. So maybe Aaron could go to both Oak Havens one year and do some research on the ground research we each go to one of the three and we we do a podcast from our separate you do a review of how it compares to the town in honestly our first live show should be in oak haven arkansas that's exactly our kansas as some people call it um but it was a bunch of townsfolk and then they reconvene at ben's studio and the hex girls are there they're explaining that they use the ritual which is actually just to calm their vocal cords they have fake things because um is it Luna or Dusk's dad is a dentist? Uh, the purple one. But, okay. I think that's Dusk. Yeah, that's, I thought that was Dusk, too. Dusk is the drummer, and then Luna's the keyboardist. Yeah, I agree. With the red mullet. Yeah, Dusk is the blonde one. Okay, yeah, yeah that's the one that reminds me of Kate. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that too that she's Kate but uh the 
the Hex Girls also explained that Thorn is one sixteenth Wiccan, which will come back as information. And Velma's like, oh my god, I know where the the book is because the belt buckle was from the book. It's not a sh- it's not a shoe buckle. Um, so they go to the oak tree, and they take Ben right to where he needed to go. He digs it up, and he finds this spell book. And Ben's like, I'm evil. Sarah was a real witch, and opens this spell book to make chaos ensue. Um, so this is like the climax of the movie. Uh, any thoughts on all this information? I feel like the middle part was very expo heavy, but yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so, Kate, was this your favorite part of the movie though? Because it's horror-y, like with the pumpkins and the turkey and the witch. Well, the, my favorite part was when the hex girls were performing. Okay, that's that's fair. I feel like when I watched this a few years ago, I even remembered it being scarier than it was, but maybe it's also because I was expecting. I feel like this would have terrified me as a kid as well. Not as much as the cat ladies from the zombie island, but this was definitely spooky. <laughs> they were weird. They were weird. One observation from like this part of the movie was that, number one, why isn't this a, a like live action film, first of all? That would be such a bomb movie. And number two, my casting choices for the ghost of Sarah Ravenclaw. So young Sarah Ravenclaw, a lie, Sarah Paulson. Ghost Sarah Ravenclaw, you guessed it, Holland Taylor, her girlfriend. Kate is freaking out. I'm just dead. That's so funny. Wait, are they actually dating? Yes, Yes, they are, and they both have the same bone structure. It's incredible. Her girlfriend is like 30 years older. Okay, wow, I did not know that. Honestly, this would be an iconic pairing. Honestly. Okay, this is something that thirty years. Can can we steal this for like all our future podcasts, like live action casting for these movies? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you, and we'll call it the Aaron Callahan segment. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I love this idea. Thank you so much. Um, we're gonna. I'm just gonna write this down so I don't forget. Uh, live action casting choices for each movie. I love that. Um, but. That's fantastic, and I can't wait until Sarah Paulson and um, Holland Taylor find out that they're playing the same person in a Scooby-Doo franchise. Um, but where were we in the movie? Uh, they Oh, yeah, so she they get in a fight because Ben wants Sarah to teach him the way so they can dominate together, but Sarah's like, no, fuck you. I want the power all to myself and puts him in a little bubble, traps the Hex Girls, and traps Mr. McKnight and the mayor, Shaggy pulls up with the mystery machine um, and then she pops the tires off all of them and then drops the book in the middle. So Velma's like, Scooby Shaggy, can you go get me the book? Uh, I have an idea. And they're like, no. And then she's like, okay, here's a box of Scooby snacks. Kate, we got another Scooby snacks. We're finally in the thick of it. Finally. Um, did, did you like the photo I sent you from the last movie with Scooby and his eyes? Yes. I love that. I didn't realize that I had screenshotted that exact moment, but I think that should be a meme, Scooby with the eyes. I'll drop it in the Zoom chat so uh, Aaron can appreciate. It might actually be best if I text it. Too late. Um, so what did we 
think of Scooby and Shaggy and their duties? Do you think they should have just ran and gotten the book faster? Because I feel like they took a long time. I feel like they always take a long time. That's actually to you, honestly. Let me. I'm trying to find the photo. Okay. Um, I'm dropping it in a text. Oh my god. I mean, I really just have an issue with the fact that Velma does everything, and then Fred does nothing. He okay. no, Fred is the worst. Fred no, sucks. Fred doesn't even add like character to this. Like he's completely useless. So I don't need Fred in here. So Daphne's Fred- hot, and I love her. So, but she doesn't really add much. Usually in like helping solve the the problem, but she's pretty hot. So I feel like in her, no wait, movie. I'm not done. Okay, we okay. <laughs> we give her a pass. Scooby and Shaggy also don't add anything to solving the mystery. They just come in at the end and help a little bit and then get a lot of the credit when it was Velma all along and she does not get enough credit. I feel like Velma gets all the credit. No, she never does because it should just be called Velma. Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne only do things by mistake and then Fred is only useful in like the Scooby-Doo Crystal Cove era when he's like obsessed with making his traps. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, there's a lot of Scooby Doo properties where Fred makes the trap at the end that catches the bad guy. In this, he's like kind of useless. Yeah, no, not kind of, absolutely useless. Him and Daphne were not really relevant to the story at all. They followed the hex girls. Snogging them. (laughs) Snogging, as the British say. Um, But I was trying to look for excuses to not give uh, all the credit to Velma. Because I was like, is this even going to be interesting? Like, is Velma just going to run with the MVP point? Spoiler alert, she does not for me. I, I figure out, I, I think I'm going to give it to someone else because I just want to add chaos to the podcast. But um, I was looking for a reason to give it to Fred or Daphne. And spoiler alert, they don't get my MVP point this week. Um, but anyway, Scooby and Shaggy, they get the book. Uh, meanwhile, Sarah makes pumpkins and turkeys and trees attack everyone. They play some football with this book. And Velma gets Thorn to read the spell which gets Sarah trapped and as Sarah's leaving she pulls Ben in because she's like fuck this I'm not leaving by myself you're coming with me um and then the tree is on fire so it burns the book did Um, you wait did we mention that Ben Ravencroft is played by Tim Curry oh I was gonna add that and that was on my list later but excuse me hey you know who that is right yes obviously (laughs) okay thank you like, what a twist. I feel like they pull some big names for these Scooby-Doo movies at this point. I was shocked when I was reading that. Because I was like, okay, Ben sucks. Like, obviously, it's just going to be, like, I don't know, someone that's, like, you know, usually part of the cast playing the villain. No, it was Tim Curry. Tim Curry, a.k.a. Dr. Frankenberger. He gets my MVP. We make it, we're going to make... No, we're not. An exception. No, no, they no, no. Because no. Ben sucks. Ben is a toxic man. Tim Curry doesn't suck, though. Okay, but we can get our cast MVP, but we can't give Ben our MVP point for this movie. He can't even get a point. He sucks so much. Would, okay, in a live-action movie, would current Tim Curry play Ben? What do, you, what do we say? And would uh, Velma still hit on him? Velma would absolutely still hit on him, but yeah. like, there's something going on there, and I don't think she's fully realized who she is. Yeah. Kate, what do you think? Should Tim Curry play Ben in this live-action version? Yes, he should play everybody every time. <laughs> He's just a one-person one, one, act, uh, one person play? And I'll watch it. 
get the TikTok production rolling. We're gonna we're gonna cast Tim Curry and he's gonna do a one act Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, I'll just TikTok. call him up. We'll tell his agent. He's gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, we'll hit him up. I can you think he's on TikTok? No issues. Okay, can you look and see if Curry's on TikTok? I don't think he's on TikTok. If he was on TikTok, I feel like Kate would be following him already. True. Um, but anyways, Ben is taken into the book. Thorn traps Sarah, and then I feel like that's a classic thing, like characters, like bad characters getting stuck in books, at least from cartoons. I feel like that was a thing. Like, I feel like it happened in Teen Titans, um, other stuff. By the way, Kate, I think you are Raven from Teen Titans. I feel like that she is a perfect encapsulation of who you are as a person. That is so sweet. We love to see it. Um, I think Kate might cry because that's the biggest compliment she's ever gotten. My favorite compliment is when my friend Drew said that I have Heather Bear and Gracie vibes and I still die to this day. Just Google her. And is she I die. scary? Is she a scary that's character? Scary. Heather what? Baron, B-A-R-O-M, Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E, Heather Baron Gracie. Okay. She's from a band called Pale Waves. Images. And Drew said- Okay, yep, 100%. Drew just came up to me and goes, you have Heather Baron Gracie vibes. I said, where did that even come from? Oh my God, best compliment I've ever received in my 22 years of living. I feel like Kate belongs in like Kitty or some of those like punk all women bands. I wish if I had musical talent, I would so be. I feel like Daphne at the end of this movie, like playing the tambourine, but having like no <laughs> idea how to do that. Me. Like bending me, her me. knees in the wrong direction. <laughs> me, me. Oh my god, I love that. Can someone? I will work on a Photoshop of Kate. Put Kate's face on Daphne from that scene. Please do it. Okay. I love it when people Photoshop funny things. Ollie photoshops me in the weirdest things all the time. It's so funny. They photoshopped me with Bill Hader the other day. It's so funny. Bill like, Hader? Uh-huh. I love that. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then the Hetz girls, uh, they're like, oh, we need some big thing. And the mayor pulls the giant turkey. Everything else got put back to normal, but the giant turkey. Um, and the Hetz girls entertain, and I said, earth, wind, fire, and air is such a bop. And that's the end of our movie. Um, Scooby-dooby-doo, he says. Um, any final thoughts on the movie before we do some character cast breakdown questions and our usual shenanigans i think daphne's outfit is awful from the movie yeah okay i think okay my modern day version is like a light purple um pantsuit so like not like the the pants suit skirt thing light purple pantsuit with like a green bandeau top underneath and the legs are like flared i think that would be so cool I, I think so, too. Wait, so I'm going to send Erin uh, our fashion thing from last week that Sarah brought in for us, and I want to ask her what she thinks of that outfit. Um, I do not remember Daphne's outfit this episode. It, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a purple with a green shirt, like a faded green. Here, let me, let me send this. Um, okay, here we go. And we can get Aaron's reaction to our fashion hour winner last week. Well, I pull up some questions from the listeners. Um, oh, it's literally the same outfit. It's reverse. Okay, this is better though because she's like clearly 
like in a place of business not just like in massachusetts hunting ghosts yeah which ghosts so daphne was a host and producer of her own mystery show last week in that community and fred was her producer and that was kind of the storyline so she was on a talk show promoting it interesting okay yeah but um anyways we have a question from sarah who asks uh sarah nair i i'm so sorry if i butchered that sarah n asks oh my god this is one of my favorites most important is ranking the hex girl songs but i'm sure you'll cover that and we already did cover that but i do believe there are some hex girl songs that are from the soundtrack that we will listen to next week and then be able to rank them and Aaron you can always send in your rankings for episodes that you're not on but this is not your last appearance on Scooby Snacks and Shacks because the Hetz girls come back for Legend of the Vampire I think is the one that that's the Australian right yeah so Aaron will be back for that yeah um but Let's get into our cast and our characters. So we already mentioned Scott Innes as Scooby and Shaggy because Billy West took time off to go be Fry. Uh, Frank Valker returns as Fred. Mary Kay Bergman, rest in peace, uh, returns as Daphne for this movie. And DJ Ward as Velma. As Aaron dropped already, Tim Curry from the Rocky Horror Show um, as Ben Ravencroft. Uh, Besides our top five, what did we think of Ben as a villain? Like as a character, as a villain, for this boring, movie. boring, so, yeah. Besides, besides Tim Curry bringing him to life, I felt like he was kind of very one note. I feel like he was a zero out of five until you said he was voiced by Tim Curry. I now think he's an eleven out of five, and my favorite villain. He's not even like he doesn't even have a costume. Nope. Yeah. No, and I, I, he definitely has like hipster like professor who have oh you yeah he's such a like creepy professor yeah have you seen new girl yes do you know nick's friend who hit, is oh yes yeah i get a hundred i get vibes from him on that tim and i have just been so tim hasn't seen new girl so we've been i've been rewatching it with him and yeah. we just watched that episode he's okay so if you need a new girl podcast uh there's this one that it's very like i'd say 20 percent new girl talk and then 80 percent just like life talk but it's very entertaining uh it's called new girl old guy um but definitely recommend for any new girl fans they're almost done with season one so i'm a few episodes into season two on my i actually only watched season one and then i never finished the show um it's that broadest showed us an episode for a screenwriting class um professor broadest uh so yeah so he definitely gives me those vibes of that creepy professor uh jennifer hall as thorn Jane Weedlin as Dusk and Kimberly Brooks as Luna, um, the Hex Girls. And we already waxed poetic about our love of the Hex Girls. Um, Kate, did you say you had a favorite one or do you just love them all? I love them all. Erin, how about you? Do you have a favorite or do you love them all? I think maybe Thorn. Yeah. She is the lead Hex Girl, but she's also the best Hex Girl so far that we know of. Sure, yeah. The other two really didn't have much of a role in this movie, and Thorne kind of had her moment. I hope the next movie, I don't remember it specifically, but I hope they have more time to shine. Um, And uh, I had something to say about the Hex Girls, but I completely forgot. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, I believe these, the actors, at least Jennifer Hall, and I would assume the other two, uh, oh no, Jane Wheatland is 
um, a backing vocalist of the Go-Go's, which I think is cool. And uh, Jennifer Hall is like big in the animation uh, voice work. And Kimberly Brooks uh, is from, she does a lot of uh, voice acting as well, uh, including Mimi in Dexter's Laboratory, Buena Girl from Lucha Lucha, and we stand a woman of color working in voiceover work in animation. Um, so what else? Who else is there? Oh, the mayor, Neil Ross, Tress McNeely as Sarah Ravencroft. What'd you think of her as like a character? I don't know. Like, okay, when she first appeared as like young Sarah Ravencroft, like when she was alive, she was like very much like a 1970s hippie. Okay, that's that's a vibe that I got from her. Like, it's a- And also just like, she, like they were like, oh, and she helped all of the people because they couldn't afford medical care. And I was like, wow, this has been an issue forever. And young Sarah Ravencroft would definitely be pro Medicare for all. Same. We we love to see that. I, I do like the fact that this was supposed to be in the 1600s, but she very much was like 1970s. Even in like the oh, the outfit she was absolutely. wearing was not like. It was not period. It was not, not a period. period to the 1600s. Yeah. Period to the 70s, yes. She very much could have been his grandmother, but also this took place in the late 90s. So maybe even his mother. Um, Kate, what did you think? I have no real preference on when she was younger because I just didn't, it just didn't feel memorable. But I loved her when she came back as the ghost. I thought she was great. And then she dragged him with her. I thought it was great. Petty she queen. roasted him, Ben. She roasted him and then took him to, took him back with him with her. I thought it was great. She was funny. She was making all those pumpkins become these walking jack o' lanterns, things that were kind of scary. They kind of had Sam from Trick or Treat vibes, but scary instead of just Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to describe Sam. I don't find him scary if you just don't break his rules. Yeah, he will not hurt you, but these jack-o'-lanterns will come at you no matter what. And slip um, on the butter. Yeah, so I thought that um, when she came back as a ghost, she was 10 out of 10. Have you ever made butter? Because that was a little... little um, I think I I think I think did once in like a class or something when I was really a young. class? Yeah, I mean, my classes would have us do like weird group activities. Did you have home ec in your high school or middle school? I feel like I, I always wanted I, that because I saw it on TV, but. I did. And that lady, I have a problem with her to the end of the world because one day she was teaching us how to make quesadillas. First of all, I knew how to make a quesadilla lady, but okay. <laughs> okay, we'll just put that aside. Okay. And she had four vegetables to choose from. Don't ask me what they were. One was scallions, which is not a vegetable, but I'll put that aside. That's an herb. Mm-hmm. And then another one was tomatoes. And I have absolutely no idea. One of them was green peppers. And I don't know what the last one was. Probably mushrooms or something. Anyway, so I don't like vegetables. I'm very picky. The only vegetables I like are like carrots and peas and corn. Then it doesn't fit in a quesadilla. Well, anyway. It's also not a vegetable, Kate. Okay. <laughs> corn to starch. I will review Leave me alone. Um, at least it didn't say potatoes because I know those aren't a vegetable. So, those are also okay. a starch. 
<laughs> that's why I said at least I didn't say them. Okay, but anyway, so the thing was, I didn't want to eat the vegetables, and she said everybody had to put two of the four vegetables, at least two of the four in your quesadilla. I didn't want that. I agreed in my mind the scallions were fine, but I didn't want the other three. So I only put scallions in my quesadilla. And she comes over, calls me out, and puts tomatoes all in my quesadilla. Oh, and okay. say, I'm not going to eat it now. I don't like tomatoes. And she goes, it was the assignment to put two vegetables in. Now you wasted food, ma'am, and I'm hungry. <laughs> also, just like, why would it be, like, I just don't understand, like, the assignment. Like, why do you need to put the vegetables in? You're just making a quesadilla. She wants you to learn how to cook quesadilla, so you have to put the vegetable in to be a Did she take points off your grade? I don't know. doesn't matter. How old were you? Middle school. It was middle school. <laughs> this but is like, an iconic story. <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, first of all, you could have at least picked the peppers. I could pick those out, but tomatoes leak the tomato juice everywhere. So now That's it's what, all in she, she just grab tomatoes and yes. put them in? She didn't even ask? No! She was pissed at me and threw the tomatoes in my quesadilla. And I said, I don't want this now. And she goes, well, it's the assignment. And I was like, you just should have failed me. Like, I don't, I'm not going to eat this now. I'm in middle school. I'm 12. I don't want this now. So now you've wasted food because you needed me to get a better grade. You should have just turned to her and been like, I'm allergic to tomatoes. Thanks for trying to murder me. I don't know what she was really trying to teach me, but all it did was piss me off. I wanted that quesadilla that I made. Do you remember her name? Miss Jane. We should we should look her up and invite her on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know her first name. Um, but who knew that we would get to this story on this? I'm so angry at that lady, and I think about it every day. And that was ten years ago. But yeah, Aaron, did you have home ec or no? I did not. I was always jealous of the people in in TV shows who had it, but um, I went to Catholic school. Oh. Yeah. So Kate, you're an eco goth, right? Kate? I guess. I don't know. I don't. I feel like you'd be an eco goth because you care about the environment and you care about. I'm vegetarian. Goth. Um, uh, Well, I guess, but I'm not. Well, maybe. I can't. I don't. Can't take care of plants. So maybe I'm not. You you don't have to take care of plants to love plants, though. That's true. I have one. And you love animals. You're fine. She she loves cats, but she's allergic to cats. Yes. Yeah. You love Pope, even though he doesn't love you back. You know what? Yes, I do. I am a sucker for dogs. I love dogs and cats, even though they don't like me. Yeah. But uh, just to round out our cast, we have Mayor Corey and Exhibit, voiced by Neil Ross. Bob Joles did the voice of Jack. For a second, I thought it was John Goodman, um, but then I heard it more and I was like, no, it's not that. Um, and then Peter Renaday as Mr. McKnight, aka Thorne's dad. Um, in terms of the music, we have Scooby-Doo, Where Are You by Billy Ray Cyrus, and then Hex Girl and Earth, Wind, Fire, and Air by the Hex Girls, and then also more songs on the soundtrack that I will listen to after recording. Um, anything else from the movie before we get into our, our, cat, our weekly shenanigans? Nope. Kate? Okay. So what do we want to start with, Kate? Do we want to do the culprit game, the scores, or the MVPs and the LVPs? Let's do the culprit game because I think that this should go first before scoring and before MVPs, LVPs. And I have questions about how we're going to do the culprit game this round. 
Okay, yeah. What's what are your questions? Well, essentially everybody was wrong. Well, essentially everybody was the monster in some way. Sort but of? really right but really the bad guy of the movie was ben obviously but are but aren't we guessing who the monster is so does everybody like i just have questions who counts um who did you let's hear who you guessed first and then i think we can make the mayor because you guessed the mayor mm-hmm. okay i think i would give you a point because i think i think if you guess the mayor mr mcknight what's his name mr mcknighty mr mcknight or ben i think you should get a point but if you just say casual townsperson i don't think like i don't think we did that right i don't think you did that so you said the mayor i think you should get a point for the mayor, uh, yeah, the I mayor, said was was mayor only the mayor he was sus what I... if okay if there's like in the future we could establish a rule up to you i'm just gonna throw this out there that not for this movie but in the future if there's like a minor bad guy and then a major bad guy. You guess the major bad guy, you get two points, and then if you get the minor one, you get one. Obviously not for this movie. What do you think? You can sit on that, love. I have a question. Okay. My question is, what if there are two major bad guys and you guess both, you get four? I think in that case, you should get four, right? I think by the rules. Okay, we can sit on this. If you don't like this rule, we can just do regular. Everyone gets one point. But we evolve as a podcast. So um, Kate guessed the mayor. And as we stand now. So here, we'll say for the points. We if Oh, I, I hate that. I keep messing up the document. So um, we guessed mayor, Ben, Mayor and uh, and Mr. McKnight are the only ones that will get points. Aaron, did you Wait. guess anyone? Specific? Oh, go ahead, Kate. I think there should be a fourth person in there that should get points. Who? It, the mayor and Ben. Mr. McKnight, is that? That's, that's Thorne's dad. That's the, that's the guy who had the shirts, right? Yeah. Yeah. The restaurant guy should count too, if anybody. Okay, did. Jack. Okay, I don't okay. know. Yeah. I think he should count. Uh, the rest I don't even think even had names, so you would nobody would. There's no way you'd guess them. There's okay, no- that is fair. Uh, so you said the mayor, right? Yeah, but wait, I'm gonna put Ben with a times two next to it. But do we? Are we doing that this round or no? I say let's start it. Okay, Aaron, who did you say for the culprit? Okay, I didn't. For so okay, when I just started watching it, I was like immediately south of Ben, and I was like it could be him. But then I saw the mayor and I was like, it could also be him. You could have more than one. So, so both. That's both? what I okay. thought it was. Ben and mayor. Okay. So Aaron gets three points for the guest column. And the guests in total have one. Okay. But then going back to Zombie Island question. Each of those just get one, right? Since there was the three of them, but no minor antagonist. Right, Kate? Who the hell is Jacques? Jacques was the ferry driver who was with the two cat ladies. Oh. I don't even remember that, man. But no, they, they're all one because there was okay. no... I agree fake, with that. I don't want to say fake. There was no, like, early reveal of a culprit, and then you realize that they're not that big of a deal, and later on there's a bigger culprit. 
<laughs> there were just a lot of them. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. So the guest column gets one, two, three, four, five. Oh, sorry, no. Sarah only said Lena. I don't know why I said Sarah and Simone. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven points because Kate just got not Kate. Aaron got three points for the guest column. So that is bold there. So and then myself, my brother played for me because I had seen this movie. He guessed Ben. Um, so I get two points. Oh, oh my God, I messed up again. So I get two points. Um, and with that, we tied. And- oh my God. Yes, we are tied at eight, eight, right? No. Yes, eight, eight. And the guests have seven in total. And yet they've only done, they've only had three opportunities to get points. So <laughs> we're doing bad, Kate. Well, but we, we had have- like three opportunities too. There, we had four opportunities. Yeah, because we've had a lot of movies where, like, it wasn't really... And we both completely just messed up the Boo Brothers one. Oh, we whiffed on that one. Whoops. Um, So, let's do some MVPs and LVPs. Uh, Aaron, as our guest, do you want to go first with our MVP or your LVP? You can pick which one you want to do first. I guess my MVP, I know it's supposed to be, like, from the, the, like, Mystery Inc., but I'm going to say a cross between Velma and Thorne. Okay. So they both save the day. That's fair. So in our spreadsheet, we'll just say Velma, but then also put, because it doesn't affect, um, uh, it doesn't affect the, unless Kate changed the little thing at the bottom, right? No. So it's um, Velma with an assist from Thorne. And then my LVP is Fred, obviously. Okay. Because Fred sucks. So, Fred, I'll just copy and paste when Fred was there last time. Uh, Kate, give me your, give me one of yours first. Well, my LVP, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious. It's going to be Fred, and it will be Fred until he really, until somebody else just really pisses me off, because it's going to be Fred for a while. It's going to be Fred for a while? That's not fair to Fred. I don't like him. Wow. Okay. That's aggressive. Is he your new Scrabby? Your new punching bag? Yeah. But Scrappy's worst. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Scrappy is the worst. Um, and then, so you said Fred. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for who? Are you doing, do you want me to go LVP or MVP first? You do LVP because uh, I think I need, uh, no, I know my MVP. But, but you still go first. It's fine. I'm going to go with my MVP first before we do anything too chaotic. I'm going to say that my MVP was Mr. Shaggy. Shaggy Rogers. Because at the end of the day, he's the reason they got out of there. Because he got the van and rescued Velma, Fred, and Daphne. He and Scooby got the book. And he was the one who had the killer lines at the end. And also, I don't know. Shaggy gets it, and it's not that great, but I, I feel like everyone was going to give it to Velma, but Velma's actually going to get my LVP because she's the reason they're all in this mess. And I know that's a hot take. I will remove you from your own podcast. You cannot do that. <laughs> I will do it. I am Kate, and I am powerful, and I will remove you from your own podcast. Well, then I'll get Tim Curry to do my podcast with me and replace you. That's fine. <laughs> If I'm ever to be replaced, Kim Curry has my full permission, and I understand why I would be replaced by Kim Curry. 
Yeah, so, okay. Now, you give your MVP to counter my LVP. Obviously, for obvious reasons, it's Velma. Yeah. Across the board. She's the only one who contributed anything helpful, and everything was extremely helpful. Yeah, it's in her mess, but she went and fixed it. She worked hard to fix it, and nobody else helped, and she did it. She See, saved the day my, again. My argument is that Velma is the reason they're in this mess. They but she fixed it. She did her best, and she fixed it, and she did a great job. Okay. She fixed her mess. Felipe, to your point that this is like Velma's fault. Velma's like what, like a teenager, right? Are they teens or like? I feel like they're early college. Okay, so college grads, maybe. Either way, like Ben was a predator towards Velma and trapped her into this situation. So I really don't think you can blame Velma because she really is a victim here. No, I I get that viewpoint. I just think that Velma shouldn't have like she went for the book after they had already solved the mystery like she at that point ben was their ages what i found their ages how old are they assuming that they don't age in any episode fred and shaggy are both 17 what daphne is 16 velma is 15 and scooby-doo is seven that is not allowed because all of them drive I feel like this is like the different version though, Kate. Yeah, no, I think they are early college kids. This was assuming that they don't get older. This might have been in the Scoob movie from this past year. I feel like that makes more sense. But I think they're college kids, or at least college grads. I'm looking for other ages, but... Because I don't think Fred and Daphne are doing this shenanigans with older... With, I don't know, with... Fred and Daphne hitting on the other people from the last movie if they were both minors. I'm doing research. And you make great points, Aaron. And I think Velma definitely was preyed upon by Creepy Ben. I just feel like after the movie ended, or after they solved the mystery, they should have just yeeted out of there. She had no business going to look for the book. Because I feel like that was just for her own like needs as like a mystery solver to be like, oh, I need to find out where the book is. I didn't think that. So, but she also is the brains behind the entire operation, like every single time. So maybe she can just like have a day where she like does something she's interested in. I also don't think we're going to be giving Velma a ton of LVP points. So I feel like this was one of the few opportunities that I saw because I don't know. That's my. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just want to be more sporadic because I feel like Kate's just going to stack all her LVPs on Scrappy, Shaggy, or Fred. where... Back up. What? Back up. First Back of all, Scrappy, I don't... Does Scrappy even come back? Scrappy comes back in a few movies. That was... Oh, in the live man, action you one. Lied to me. You should have lied to me. Okay. Scrappy... Just, just one more, I think. Is shit. And he, <laughs> he will always get my LVP over Fred. That's Fred not true. You gave Scrappy... Him. Oh, you never gave Scrappy an MVP. That was just me. Is Scrappy in Cyber Chase? Ew. I don't know. I will. I, I don't think so. I think I actually... Scrappy in Cyber. Yeah, I need to make it clear. I love Shaggy. You love Shaggy, but you have given him a few that, LVP points. That is not fair. I didn't have many options. <laughs> True. Um, but the Scooby Doo project. Scooby Doo looking... is funnier than Shaggy, but I like Shaggy more. 
let me look up what we're trying to watch next week because I am like, what the fuck is this Scooby Doo project? Why is it on this list? Live action animated hybrid. Oh no, this is not. Um, we'll find this comedy Halloween te- uh, television special satirizing the Blair Witch Project and the Scooby Doo franchise. Um, what the fuck? It's only I'm seventeen screaming. minutes. Kate. It's only seventeen minutes. Oh my god, I'm dead. But you have to just go to images. Go Google. Go to Google Images. I'm dead. Is it scary? What is? It's not gonna be scary. It's Scooby Doo, but I would love to watch this. It looks like a mess. Okay. Oh. In the fall of 1999, four teenage sleuths and their great dame got lost in the woods while in search of a mystery. This is their story. Okay. Yeah. It's seven minutes. We'll watch that for next week. We can even like do that. We could even try to do like a second podcast this week if you're not that busy, Kate, and do like alien invaders next week but we'll see we'll see we try to do a bonus podcast and make it only like a 20 minute podcast sure of course we can we can always do that um that wasn't meant to be shady but it kind of sounds shady um so let's do some scores uh do you want to go first kate since you went first last for the lvps and mvps no you don't want to go first okay i'll go first okay i'm gonna give this a four straight four um if you want my explanation, I can give it to yeah. you. Um, yes, I don't okay. think I don't think this is as good as Zombie Island, and I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. But I think the middle part lulled a bit and was a little slow. That said, I think this was actually I think I'm gonna give this a three point seven five. Um, mm, I'll hold it on the four, but I have permission to change it. But uh, I think the I feel like. I don't know. I lo- the Hetz Girls is why I gave a, up to a four. Um, I think the music was great. The animation was great. The sound design was great. Um, but I felt like the, it dragged a little bit in the middle. Uh, I like the story. I think it was unique. But um, this isn't my favorite Scooby-Doo franchise. And I think we'll have higher highs in the future. So I wanted to like give us a four here. Because I think there are better ones to come. And it's definitely not as good as Zombie Island. Aaron or Kate? I'm going to give this a cauldron emoji out of five. Cauldron emoji out of five? Yeah, that's my score. A cauldron emoji? Yes. That throws me off. Kate, what do you think of Aaron's score? First of all, my foot fell asleep, so I'm having trouble. So why don't we just ignore me for now? Because my foot's sleeping. And I'm in pain. You are in pain? Okay. And I don't know what to do. Um, wiggle your toes. Try that. I can't do anything. It feels like somebody threw a 5,000-pound boulder onto my leg. And I can't move it. Do you want to stand up and walk around? No, I can't move it. Are you sure it's asleep? Yeah. <laughs> what else would it be doing? <laughs> I feel like when my foot falls asleep, I'm not in pain. I'm just like uncomfortable i can't it's all tingly tingle 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 tingle. um so aaron gives it a cauldron emoji i I don't know what to make of that like (laughs) my my brain does not compute (laughs) let me let me okay yeah you're right we should we need an actual number for the for the formula to work but that's all all right i'll give it a four okay so, okay. But so in, in our minds, we know that it's, it's a cauldron, a cauldron emoji. emoji. Okay. Yeah. So, Catherine, up to you. 
gosh, I honestly really don't know. I was also deciding between a 3.75 and a 4. Okay, can I I just throw some things out there before you see? Yeah. Is this better than Arabian Nights? Yes. Is it better than Reluctant Why would you ask that? Arabian Nights was a 0.25 I gave it. I just wanted to ask. Okay, a 3.75 or a 4 was what you were saying, and I interrupted you. Because I do agree Zombie Island was a smidge better, but just like a little bit like I feel like it did get a little boring in the middle a little bit a little bit not bad and then I I feel like I think that the twist came a little too early and I really do like early twist when like a movie takes a whole different direction generally I like that and I think that that worked for the movie but I just still think it came a good 15 minutes early or something um but we also do have the fact that the hex girls were in it sang two songs and Tim Curry was in it. But the villain was boring, but he's Tim Curry, so... And Tim Willard was on our podcast, so double Tims. I think I would have given it a 3.75, but given the Hex Girls and Tim Curry, it's going to have to be a 4. Yes, and these are all subject to change. I feel like I'm not super confident. If there's something here that I want to bump up and give a 4, but this is like a little weaker than that, I might move it around, but... That said, we gave the straight fours across the board 80% of the movie, and it is our second highest rated movie uh, or activity, and definitely it's only the fourth out of our many podcasts to crack even over a three. So good job, squad, and that about wraps it up. Does anyone have anything else to add in terms of everything that we're doing on this podcast? Yes, I would like- you know that I am okay and my foot is working again. Yeah. Thank you for the update. Uh, Thanks for having me on your podcast, guys. Of course. And you're obviously coming back for the Australia movie. Um, Oh, absolutely. Aaron, I love you. Yes. I love you too. (laughs) Does Tim have any thoughts on this movie? Did you watch it with him or? I did watch it with him. Tim. I think he's asleep. (laughs) Okay. Do you have any social media you want to plug or any projects that you're doing that you want people to check out? Follow me on Instagram at ecala, E-C-A-L-L-A-H. Yes, and thank you so much for coming on. Kate, where can people follow you on social media? I have an Instagram. It's K-A-Z.Z. Do not K-A-Z say K-A-Z dot Z for the Canadians out there. I have a Twitter. It's Tears You Apart. There's an S after tear. It's Tears You Apart. Like your favorite album. And yes, like my favorite album. And of course, LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I love when Kate Flux are LinkedIn. Um, I don't even know why I did it once and then everyone, <laughs> now I've done it every time. We love it. Um, in terms of the podcast itself, you can follow the Brazilian Dragon at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. We're also on Reddit. I think I might pop back into the Scooby Doo Reddit and plug our podcast once again in the next few days. Um, we have a Facebook page, which is just like a radio page. It's not anything fancy like a group or anything. So go like that. Um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend where they can listen to good Scooby-Doo content. Um, And then in terms of me, Felipe, I also do another podcast. It's called Whatcha Doin'? And we talk about Phineas and Ferb. We're doing episode three this week. Um, And I was also on Rob Has a Podcast talking about Survivor One World with the great Rob Sesternino. 
uh, two-time Survivor player in his own right, and we talked about Survivor One World, and I think that might be in the main feed tomorrow, aka Monday, so check that out if you like Survivor. Otherwise, you can follow my Twitter at WhatTheFleep, which is my new Twitter handle, and you can follow me on Instagram, Fake. Otherwise, uh, have a fantastic day. Thank you, Aaron, again for joining us. Thank um, you. Thank you, Kate, for being here and struggling through that painful foot issues to give us good content. And thank you to Miss Lucas. No, not Miss Lucas, Miss Jane for giving us that incredible quesadilla story. That I am always going to be upset about that. I hold grudges to my grave. Oh, we've been new. We've been new. Um, and yeah, so thank you for listening. Oh, also one last shout out. Thank you to Sarah N for the fantastic cross stitch. Um, I love it. And I walk around with it everywhere and you can check it out on my Instagram and also the Brazilian dragon Instagram. Otherwise have a fantastic evening, everyone. We'll see you next time for the Scooby-Doo project. Bye. I'm gonna cast a spell on you You're gonna do what I want you to Mix it up here in my little bowl Say a few words and you lose control I'm a hex girl And I'm gonna put a spell on you I'm gonna put a spell on you I'm a hex girl And I'm gonna put a spell on you Put a spell on you You feel the fog as I cloud your Oh, he took the hosting back, Aaron.
What? 